Rolling. Oh, shit. What? We're rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. We should have changed outfits. I know. I was going to take off my jacket, but it's fine. We should have changed outfits or, like, messied the desk a little bit, because someone watching the video version might realize that we're cheating and recording these back-to-back because -back we played both the games at the same time to try and save more time before we play Iron Worlds, and also because you're going on vacation, so we got to book content. It's not vacation. We're it's trying... work. No, you're going on vacation. <laughs> we're doing... I think we're being good producers and working ahead. This is what pretty much every big podcast does. Is they they bank episodes in advance, they get ahead, that way they can plan more ahead. Yeah, we're a big podcast. Big podcast. Well, we would Literally. be if people oh, left some yeah. reviews, Hey, damn we it. should stop harassing them at the top of the show. We should be yeah. like, hey, this is Garbage Game Club. It's like our it's like our book club, but instead of books, it's, it's video games. And instead of Oprah, I'm Joey. And I'm Nick. Great. And we're here to talk about the Annapurna Apple Arcade mobile exclusive game that's also on Nintendo Switch and PC. That sounds very convoluted and not true. How is it exclusive? It's on the other things. I, that's the words they use. That's not mine. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sayonara Wild Hearts is the... When, pe when uh, Apple did their big showcase, their keynote, to show off Apple Arcade, it was the one game that caught my eye, also Overland, but this was the game that caught my attention because it looked like things that I enjoy, and after hearing people talk about it, had a good soundtrack according to other people. So I was like, okay, I gotta check this out. And I actually checked this out before my flight to Korea, like uh, from Korea back to the US. So like within the span of an hour, I just got completely absorbed in Sayonara Wild Hearts and then just finished it all in one sitting. But for those who don't know, because they didn't do their homework, Sayonara Wild Hearts is, again, an Annapurna uh, produced game, and it is a rhythm action game that is evocative of magical girl anime a la Sailor Moon with a little bit of the level, the the second level in Earthworm Gym where you're riding around in a ring going very fast trying to collect items before you get to the end of the level. And also like a music video. That seems fair. Combined with Scott Pilgrim versus the world because you're facing off against different previous lovers or other personal demons. That sounds like a lot of things people would like. Yes. Smashed together. Yes. It is um, a hodgepodge. Can I, can, I, can I bring the mood down a little bit? You didn't like it. Ooh. What? Ooh, I didn't like it. Not at all? Top, top line. Oh. Top line review. Uh, this might be uh, what they call bearing the lead. Didn't like it. Oh, I mean, it's easy as hell. It's a super easy game, but like... It's a short and easy game that is level-based. I liked... Very few things about Sayonara Wild Hearts. I liked the music. It felt evocative of like a, like a, mm, fuck. Churches. Thank you. It felt <laughs> evocative of a church's soundtrack. Yeah. And I'm like, this is cool. This is music in the same subgenre that I like, um, even though I just had a stroke there and forgot what to call churches. <laughs> yeah. um, and I love the visual and art design. Mwah. Mm -hmm. It's got this really cool, like, uh, vaporwave retro modern. Yeah, it's uh, like neon yeah. industrial everything. It's all the words. 
It's all the words. It's bright. It's in your face. It's aggressive. And it looks fucking cool. Yeah. So it sounds cool. It looks cool. But did I not really have a fun time physically moving my fingers on the controllers and being like, I'm, I'm playing the game. Well, you played this on the Switch. I did, hand, handheld. Oof, yeah, playing handheld is rough, which is not a fair criticism to throw at this because I think it's better than playing on your phone. I couldn't imagine playing this game on your phone just because that feels clunky as hell. Um, yeah, I, I, I played mostly handheld, but uh, I did check it out on TV, and I preferred vastly on TV just because it felt way more responsive. And I had more screen real estate because if you're playing on a phone, your screen is being covered by your big fingers. So, like, you're not going to be able to see those sweet phone games, sweet power ups that are on the screen. But yeah, the game is admittedly simple. It practically holds your hand every step of the way. Even if you fail a level, it doesn't really set you back at all. Uh, it, it just kind of resets you, for the most part, where you are. And so, it, it's. It, there's no real skill involved outside of being able to like recognize patterns and make sure you hit buttons at the correct time. But that's kind of what I liked about it. I liked that it was just like a 30 minute style anime OVA where it's like not the primary means of conveying the story, but it feels like this weird spin-off that I'm just along for the ride for just because I like some of the things it's doing. And I just Really, it's a glorified movie that you press buttons in occasionally. Like, there is some gameplay that you is pretty involved, but, like, it's very easy. It's very easy, but... Uh, I don't even know if calling it easy is fair. It's... I, from the get-go, felt like the controls were not as precise as I wanted them to be. A little be. floaty. It's, it's floaty, and... I want to play this game in the vein that I'm playing like um, Like an Amplitude or something. Or an audio server, something yeah. like that, where I feel like part of the game is its precision. Mm -hmm. And I can have a mastery of it. But it became very apparent very quickly that I could not, not from like a, a lack of skill per se, but just from a, from a lack of, of intuitive controls or, or like control feel, start to master the, the, the flow of the game. I was missing stuff on these tracks right off the bat because I was over-undershooting my movements just because the game, I felt like, wasn't tuned to either settings that my brain wanted to be tuned at or I couldn't, like, control sensitivities or it, it felt like all the time I couldn't get invested in taking the best line like I would in a rhythm game or a racing game because I was just getting close enough and then being frustrated that I couldn't get better. And while I felt like I got very marginally better over time, because they changed the method that you're using to control so much, like, oh, now you're flying, oh, now you're on a, on a skateboard, now you're in a car, now you're on a motorcycle, um, it, it feels different enough often to where you're not doing the same thing every time. You're not, you're not so, stretching, you're not getting those reps in on the same exercise. The variety of levels and modes of transportations and bosses and aesthetic, cool. But because it's changing very so subtly the way that the game controls time and time again, it, it feels like I, like you said, like I, like I can't master it. And 
part of why I think I wanted to like this game was because I wanted to have like really rad lines where I'm picking up all those hearts, where I'm taking the best lines, but I never was able to. So I was just kind of experiencing this movie where instead of trying to take the best lines or get a high score, I'm just trying to avoid death, hit the button prompts in the right time, and appreciate the visual experience. And again, the visual experience was fucking cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's rad. It's a tubular. <laughs> it, I liked that. It, w- it was like eye candy. Someone, someone pop, pop an acid and play Sinara Wild Hearts, You'll, your brain might, might do funny things because there's so much to look at. But my, 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 gamer. my, my hardcore gamer brain was not happy. Mm-hmm. And that was trumping the music or the visuals. And, and, and I think that unlike other games of the genre, like an Amplitude or an Audio Surf, Sayonara Wild Hearts isn't interested in challenging the player. Then that feels like something that was an active choice on the developer's side of things, in that failure in this game means missing a turn, uh, accidentally uh, missing a button press, and that stopping the story resetting you just a little bit to before that mistake so you could try again and proceed with the story. But you don't advance based on the score in this game. You can basically play through this game from beginning to end. I think you can even skip levels if you're having a hard time uh, because they're just interested in moving you along. It's for perfectionists who want that hardcore gamer experience that do have the ability to go back and replay levels to get better scores, uh, like, you know, get gold medals instead of your silvers, and and do stuff like that. But the game is far more interested in showing the player what it has up its sleeve, which I appreciate. And and I think they do a good job of presenting that from the get-go. Like, the thing that just immediately brought a smile to my face is booting into the game for the first time, and you're met with the different splash screens for whoever's involved with making the game, and you're just met with one of the first tracks with, the, like, a light neon riff that starts to play, and, like, immediately you'll know if this game is for you as you press enter on your Switch touchscreen for the first time because the music just is immediately introducing you to this is what this game is and once you hit start new game you're presented with this very simple story about a woman who just got her heart broken and her process of grief and recovery comes in the form of a magical tarot deck that helps her realize her true self becoming Sailor Moon to handle either her inner demons or previous lovers or obstacles she had in her life. And in through conquest of those individual stages and bosses, she becomes the best version of herself or maybe just returns to how she was stronger and more informed than she had been. And it's all done through a series of like anime style vignettes. The boss fights are all like kung fu button press timings like it's all just an eclectic again hodgepodge of different things that you've all seen in other media but the way they all coalesce in this game is just so pretty and so i'm willing to forgive something that's so easy because it's better than most media i've watched this year in that like it's 10 bucks and it's such a fun experience for like an hour of enjoyment and to this day 
I'm still listening to the soundtrack on a regular basis, pretty much every other day on my commute to work. That's um, that's some commitment. I like the soundtrack. I'm not putting out a playlist anytime soon. Oh no, it's it's fantastic. good. It's good, but like I, <clears throat> I'm just gonna listen to churches. <laughs> also, the 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 cover for Claire de Lune in this is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's a really good Claire de Lune cover. I wish I could take it as more of an experience like that and not as a game because I think where we diverge here is just like my 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 gamer pardon the word I hate to say it my gamer brain just takes over and is like I want more of a, I'm a more of a challenge I want more of a, more of a game and less of an experience and this this is really good at being an experience mm-hmm. but I feel like it falters a little bit of being a game when we talk about it being a game what are some of your favorite uh, levels I think my favorite... Or mode of transportation, I guess. <laughs> uh, I loved the one with the... Um, there's three levels that stand out to me. There's one where you fight the all-female... No, yeah, all-female biker gang, where it's like you're on the motorcycle, riding around through the city. It, it, that level in particular reminded me of No More Heroes with its art style and just like the tone that it was going for. And it's just like... You're, you're working your way up this ladder of three bosses and you're like doing these cool stylized hand-to-hand combat moments that w- with a pretty banging soundtrack backing you and making you feel like a badass. Um, that was one. I think my favorite level is probably the one where you get sucked inside of the girl's uh, virtual reality helmet and it's just a very mellow song that's playing and it's like a... You're just avoiding, it almost becomes like a bullet hell in that you're avoiding all these bullets that are being shot all across the screen and trying to collect coins. Like, I I just really dug the vibe. I love the tone of it. The music was great in that scene. A lot slower than other tracks in the game. And I just loved how the game transitioned from scene to scene with this getting trapped inside virtual reality and then working your way out. I thought that was really cool. But I, I think the other best level is probably the last one where it's just every single mode of transportation that you've been introduced to is back. It's a kick-ass song that's just building and building and building. And then when you fight this crazy dragon and you're on the dragon, the song climaxes and it's just like very bombastic and fun. And it just feels... There's a lot of kisses too. Yeah, lots of kisses. Lots of kisses. It's like learn to love yourself and love everything that came before. It's very, very fun. And I feel like it's a good message. I wonder how many people take that message away. Or they're just like, I'm having a fun time. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine too. Like, I, th- that totally works. But I feel like it's pretty, pretty obvious. Like, hey, you came to terms with like being pretty obvious for you, who's like very media literate. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like there is still that again. The thing I always harp on, like, you walk away from the experience, maybe not having explicitly learned the message, but something about walking away from it makes you feel a little bit better. Um. Two best levels. The very first one was the skateboard. The skateboard one's fun. Um, I think it, and the, uh, the one with the car. The car one's good. The car levels are good because the drifting feels like a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it, that, that's where, I think that's, I think, harkening back to my other points, I think the car level is the one with the tightest controls. It's the most gamer level. It's, uh, yeah, it's not just because it's a car. I think it's like the way that it's that it was, Yeah, it was the way built. it feels. Yeah, yeah, it, I, I agree. It has the tightest control, so it's the one that I enjoyed the most because I felt like I had the most entropy over the game. Uh, I think Excuse that, me. That's the wrong word. Agency. agency. I had the most agency over the game. 
I, I think the weakest levels are the forest ones, which is a shame because I really like the music in the forest tracks, but I don't think that those levels are particularly fun. Like the deer one visually is very cool, but I did not like, like that boss encounter. I was just like, I feel like that one had the worst checkpoints and that I had to do the parts of the boss over again that I really didn't want to do. And I, I don't know, it just felt like such a, a small hiccup in an otherwise seamless experience. Yeah, I... I feels like I didn't fail often in the game, but the time that I did fail, I would bang my head against the wall three or four times in quick succession and to learn something. Yeah. Because, like, you... There's... If you're not really paying attention, there's not enough time to convert the lesson you're learning or why you're failing. Yeah, exactly. To, to go back over again. So you have to... You have to make the mistake multiple times before you learn from it. It's hard to learn once from the mistake. Completely agree. Um, the game does actually have an additional mode that I wasn't able to really explore because I didn't understand it. But, it, <laughs> but if you get like gold medals, you get access to like, uh, what is it, zodiac signs? Uh -huh. And through the zodiac signs, there's like a puzzle thing. I really didn't get a chance to mess around that too much. Did you? Uh, no, I looked at it and then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, you have to like. Like, there's a bunch of riddles that, you, that don't tell you what the objectives are, and you have to play levels back and complete those riddle objectives. So you have oh. to figure out what the objective is via the riddle and then complete it. So it's like the satisfaction of, of understanding the riddle is a big part there and then actually, like, performing the, the, the harder challenge mm -hmm. to, to accomplish that because it's like, oh, hey, like, play this level without collecting any hearts or something like that. Oh, okay. So that's, that's kind of what that is. So it's cool that there is that type of replayability for people who want more of the gamey element but again, I can imagine that'd be frustrating because, like, the game part of the game is the worst part of the game. Yeah, so. it's pretty rough. And, like, for me, I guess when I finished the game, I felt like, oh, I'd like to play that again, but I don't want to deal with all the story stuff again. Like, I kind of just want to play through the game with just the music. And then, thankfully, they do that. But then what I realize is, without any of the story, I don't get to hear Queen Latifah narrate the game anymore. Queen Latif! That was such a wild, like a weird reveal at the end of the game. And it's like, and narrator, played by Queen Latifah. I was like, oh, that's a, wow, what a get. What an interesting age she <laughs> must have. But like, her voice worked for the narration. I, I dug it. it. It was very fun. I, I want Queen Latifah to narrate the next Sailor Moon movie. Let's get a, come on, are you want a cameo Queen Latifah? Let's get a, let's get a summary on <laughs> Come on. We'll pay you because we have to. That's how Cameo works. But, um, but, but that was Sayonara Wildlands. Again, super short game, which also correlates to a shorter podcast about it. But I, I, I don't know. You know, we normally ask people for, like, feedback at the end of shows, either on Patreon, patreon.com slash cybergarbage, how we kind of make this all possible, or if they're courteous enough and have the time to please leave us an iTunes re review and uh, rating because that sincerely really does help the show. If you have the time, please. Thank you. Please. Um, that... I'm, I, I'm curious if you can leave some feedback on how you feel about, you know, uh, a 20-minute show versus a 40-minute show. I know that there's merit for both, and clearly, like, we can't spend the amount of time talking about Sayonara Wild Hearts that we do talking about Sekiro because they're two very different things. Yeah. And I can spend five hours talking about Hollow Knight, but, like, not much time talking about Bad North. So... It's, it's, I'm curious what's better for you because I like how it's not super consistent, but 
I'm not the one listening. It might be frustrating, and maybe you want deeper stuff all the time, or maybe you want bigger games or shorter games, or maybe people like that it's only a 20-minute short listen. Like, they can definitely do that on a commute. I don't know. Let us know. Please It'll be helpful. But uh, Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash CyberGarbage. Consider backing you. us. Thank you. But until then, next game. Next game. Outer Worlds. It is going to be the Outer Worlds. So now... Production note, production note. Since we did these two episodes in really quick succession, so Bad North will get released today, and then Sunday Wall Hearts in two weeks from today, and then Bad North, fuck, and then Outer Worlds, four weeks from Friday. So we have four weeks. So, But Death Stranding comes out tomorrow. So that means that in a month, I need to be able to play all of Outer Worlds and see how we get on Death Stranding. Xbox Game Pass. Maybe if we both play enough Death Stranding, the game after Outer Worlds be Death Stranding. We'll see. But I can't promise that. That's not real homework yet. That's what the just kids a, just want. A, just the production talk. That's what the kids want. I should We should have cut it before we talked about the production stuff before they got here. But thank you guys, and we will see you next time. Hasta la vista. For Obsidian Entertainment, The Outer Worlds.